Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here is Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Sufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hi, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday indeed. Uh, it's the, the heat's breaking. Yes. Okay. We're just, we, we can go outside without. Um, yeah, yeah. Run. You know, protective. Run right. Um, you know the those spacesuits they protect against heat and cold. You know, yes. we need to walk around in one of those things. The bubble. It's the bubble getting boy. right. It's getting better. Uh, but we are. You know, we just hit the longest day of the year. So that's right. It's all downhill from here. That's right. Uh, it's going to start getting darker summers. and darker. No. No. <laughs> Still got plenty of a light out there, and you know. Oh yeah. I got an 18-month-old at home, Jeff. He goes to bed at 7 o'clock. It is... Got to close the curtains, yeah. I mean, we got to, like, staple them shut because the light is just pouring in. Um, but, you know, who can't complain no, about late summer no. nights. It's nice. So we are here talking about summer and, you know, beautiful Saturday, beautiful weekend. What, what does everybody want to talk about on a beautiful Saturday afternoon? Taxes. Taxes, yeah. Taxes, exactly, <laughs> you know. But here's the... Here's the point. You pay him. I pay him. Yep. Jeff pays him. Yep. Uh, Jeff pays him for me. No. <laughs> uh, well, he does my taxes and I tells do your me taxes. I tell you how much. How much I owe. Uh, but the idea, if you're sitting at home saying, "Oh, taxes," uh, well, let me ask you this: Do you do your own taxes? And hopefully, the answer is no. Hopefully, yeah. you say, "Oh yeah, yeah." Oh no, I say I send all my stuff to Jeff Zufa. <laughs> Uh, but if you do your taxes uh, on your own and you wonder, you know, why am I paying so much every year? We had somebody here in the office that uh, approached me, you know, cornered mm. me in the break room. Hey, yeah. what's that hey. tax guy's name? <laughs> I keep, They came back, the IRS came back, and they were asking for more money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you got to talk to Jeff. Yes. Because, uh, you know, I've picked up a thing or two here in a year of doing Keep What's Yours. Uh, the idea is to keep more money on your paycheck and less money going to the federal yes. government in the form of taxes. Yes. That's what keep what's yours means. Um, but the uh, idea is, you know, I told the guy, I said, look, you're probably, your withholdings uh, on your, yeah. you know. Are not correct. Are you probably not correct. Review it. Make sure that it's done correctly for the year that you have the correct holdings. What's that holdings? form called when you first? It's a W-4 W what's four. filled out. Yeah, and there's one for the IRS or the federal side, and there's one for the state of Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've been putting zeros and ones in there for as long as I can remember. You know, yeah. I was asking my dad how to fill this thing it's out. It's changed a little bit now. So anybody that stumbles into this will be kind of stunned by looking at it because it's very – they simplified it. Um, it's not 100% accurate, though. Yeah. So, so well, in, the, in retrospect, looking back, I asked my dad for, uh, you know, what should I fill out here? And he went, oh, put a one there and a zero there. <laughs> you know, he's a school teacher, smart yeah. guy, but he yeah. taught social studies. Yeah. He probably taught, you know, some sort of uh, civil law or, you know, <laughs> it's a civics class. Yeah. There might have been a mention of tax in there, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. So yeah, just sign it right there. Too. Yeah. So the idea that, you know, for the longest time, my parents did my taxes for me. Then I had my sister do it. And, you know, Jeff, when I got married and my wife had uh, student loans yeah. and, you know, we had a kid, my sister threw up her hands and she goes, it's too yeah, complicated too for me <laughs> to just do this for you anymore. You got to go find a tax person. Yep. And luckily I stumbled upon Jeff Sufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group. If you need somebody to do your taxes, if you're listening to our voices right now and you say, you know what, I I keep paying more and more every year. More of your fair share, exactly. And what is that, uh, you know, we got spots running where you talk about, did you look at your taxes and make adjustments or did you write a big check? Exactly. If you just keep writing big checks every year, it's... Not going to help you. No. There's something that, that we can do about it. Go see Jeff, 636-394-5524. Find out what you're doing wrong when it comes to taxes. And then find out while you're in there where the wealth advisor portion of uh, the office comes in. 
how can I make sure, number one, that I'm paying uh, paying my fair share mm-hmm. and not a penny more. Yeah. And with the money that I kept, keep That's what's right. yours. All the money that you save. <laughs> All the money that I kept, what can I do with it? Yeah. To what's make the next sure step? that when it comes down to it, when I retire, Jeff, I'm, I'm not going to say, Jeff, I want to make sure that I, when I retire, I've got enough for this, that I'm looking at the boat. Okay. <laughs> There's a line item on my, you know, 30 year plan. Yeah. When can I uh, get that boat? boat. That's right. And you'll let me know. You can have it next week, but your wife says up to (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, I think she she actually, tell her when we can get the boat, and then she'll let me know. Yeah. Um, Some of the ideas uh, uh, that we talk about here is personal finance. Yeah. And every once in a while, you have to sit down and look. And review it, yes. Look at what you're doing. Yes. You know, what's going out, what's coming in. What's in your portfolio? What can I be doing? A, a conversation about taxes, a conversation about our portfolio is not something that we do once a year no, in April. You should not because that's recording history. It's too late typically to do anything about it. So the concept is is look at it at least at least once a year, mid-year, um, maybe even a couple of times a year just to review what's going on, look at your beneficiaries, look at – you know, what you're putting in your 401k, why are you putting it in your 401k? Where are you putting it in your 401k? Yeah, what's that money and going to exactly. be used for? And while you're doing that, every year, most people don't change their, their contributions to their 401ks for years. <clears throat> so what you'd be looking to do is if you're doing 4%, do 5%. Increase it by 1%, leave it alone for a year. I'm you back. know, I Increase was a, it by another percent. I'll tell you, I was a little skittish when I first started saving for retirement. I was doing six percent. Yeah, and then I, I talked to somebody, and they um, said, "Why don't you just bump it up to ten percent? You'll never miss it." Yeah, you'll it's, never which miss is it. True, it goes out of my paycheck yeah. before I even see it. It's yep. it's a responsible way of doing it. Then I go and see you, Jeff. You do our taxes for us. We we talk about a couple things. The very next morning. I jumped on to the computer and I bumped it up to 12%. Exactly. Because I'll never miss it. You'll never miss it. Next year we'll hit you up and we'll say, hey, take it to 13, 14. And you just don't try and do it all at one time. Most people go, oh, I'll do the max. It's a shock to the system. It's a shock to the system and your budget. Um, and typically it doesn't last that long. Um, you'll revert back to doing nothing or a low percentage just each year. Just increase it by 1% or 2% as you go forward. And the last, yeah, the last thing I would want to do is to uh, put a bunch of money in my retirement coming straight out of my paycheck and then find myself charging things on a credit card. Exactly. Because I can't get through the month, especially with inflation and all that stuff. Yeah. The the percentage on my credit card is probably negating, you know, I'm I'm robbing, I'm paying Paul to just rob Peter. Exactly. Or get robbed on the back end by, <laughs> yeah, by the credit card companies. So you always said pay yourself first. Yes. Pay yourself first. Um, and then uh, from there, we can look and see what's left over. Exactly. How much do I need for the rest of the month? Uh, how much do I need for the next two weeks? You know, because I get paid, uh, you know, every two weeks. Yeah. And now that I know what all those numbers mean on there. All that googly gosh stuff on the bottom of your paycheck stub. <laughs> now that I know what all that means, I look at it every time I get paid. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm keeping tabs on myself. Yeah. yeah. Spot check it and go from there. And just think every every dollar that you save in taxes today can be spent or saved in the future. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I love uh, knowing that there's compound interest in the yes. world. That's a cool you know, thing. That's very a very cool. cool thing. Ben Franklin was a very smart individual. <laughs> you know, I I, I got to tell you, um, it gives me a little tingle in my leg when I when I hear compound interest. You know, back <laughs> in the day when I was twenty in college, you're like, what? There's other things that that <laughs> oh, really yeah. got me going. Okay, uh, but nowadays it's yes. compound interest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's what gets me jazzed up in the morning. Um, what should we be doing right now? You say uh, half the year is through. Well, we're half, yeah, you know, we're, we're halfway down. Yep. What are we doing? Uh, should I be looking at my portfolio? Yes, that is something to, especially with the craziness of the market over the last uh, six, seven months. Um, now's the time to stop. Look at your portfolio. Your look at your your four hundred one k's. Look at your individual brokerage accounts, um, your IRA stuff like that. What you're looking for is sell the duds, basically. Um, there's companies, and, and I'm going to name a company 
uh, Netflix uh, was a high flyer, greatest company on the face of the Man, earth really for the went last down. six or seven years yeah. and just literally imploded. Yeah, we um, talked about that. Uh, yeah. You know, they admitted for the first time they had real competition. That Amazon <laughs> and Apple were competition, yeah. and that I guess just saying that blew them up in a in an afternoon. Got investors scared, and they yeah. all and they uh, all jumped started in. to run away. So let's say that you own Netflix and you own it in your IRA. The the question is, most people we hear all the time, like, oh, well, I'm going to wait until it comes back up to at least where I bought it. The mathematics on it don't work typically. I'm not saying this is, you know, go sell your Am- your your Netflix and your Amazon and all that stuff. I'm just saying as an example. Um, the key is if it's a loser, sell it. Don't and, wait around. And selling a, a stock that you've lost money on. You get to take a capital loss. So as long as it's, it's long term or short term. Long term is if you've owned it more than 12 months in a day. Short term is anything under that. But still, if it's in loss mode. Where you bought it for two hundred, it's trading at one hundred and eighty-seven or so. The difference between that is a loss, and you get to take up to three thousand dollars directly off your ordinary income tax return, or any capital loss offsets a capital gain at a later date. And we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, explain something that's going to happen to a lot of people, and they don't even see it coming yet. But the theory is go through your portfolio, sell the duds. Don't be emotionally attached to any stock. Um, we get people that say, oh, my, my father worked at Boeing for all these years, so I still keep his Boeing stock. Well, mathematically, no, it's not working for you right now. But just because your dad worked there doesn't mean you should keep that stock forever and ever right. and ever. Um, there's mathematics involved in it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, being emotional, that, that permeates everything that exactly. we do. You know, whether it's, you know, me at the casino and I'm oh, putting yeah. <laughs> on, you know, uh, at the roulette, roulette table, putting it on my birthday or something. Exactly. Uh, or, you know, when you do sports gambling, you're like, oh, I love the Cardinals, but yep. they're playing the Dodgers. Yeah. It's like, you know. <laughs> Uh, you're betting with your heart, not your not, head. Yeah, not your head, and not using mathematics. And to your investing in, in your portfolio is the exact same way. Yeah, so same way. so sell any duds sitting out there. Go through your portfolio. Um, we can help you do it. It's a it's basically your 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 loss trading is what you're really doing. Um, and you could sell some winners too sometimes. But again, in a taxable brokerage account, um, if you sold winners and losers, the two offset each other. So if you have a capital gain sitting out there um, and then you have a loser that's a, that's capital loss, the two will subtract from one another. Okay. So, I, you know, I got $10,000 capital gains, uh, but I sell uh, a loser $5,000, take a capital loss. Exactly. It's I'm only, only paying taxes. On five grand. Now. On five grand because exactly. they took five grand off yes, of my $10,000. Exactly. Okay. And the other way around, let's say you got $10,000 in losses. In a five thousand dollar winner, and you sell both of them, the winner will go. The, the gains go against the loss. You now got a five thousand dollar loss carry forward. So what that means is you'll be able to use three thousand dollars a year on the tax return. The other two thousand dollars will carry to the next year. So it doesn't just vanish. You get to use it forever. And basically, as long as you're alive, you or your spouse, if you're filing jointly or alive, you both get to use that carry forward. Hmm. So you can't pass it down to anybody. Um, so, but again, the trick on this is a little hidden thing called the wash sale rule. Wash sale rule basically says that in a taxable account, if you sell a loser, um, doesn't matter if it's a winner because you're going to pay capital gains on it. But if you sell a loser, and let's say then you read a report, two weeks later you sell your Netflix at a loss. Two weeks later you go, oh, I need that stock back. You repurchase it within 31 days you revert back to your original basis. So the the concept is make sure that you're not, it's it's basically that you're not walking back down that same path, buying the same or a similar stock to what you sold. Otherwise, wash sale rule kicks in the gear. Yeah. Now, if you did this in your IRA or your 401k, doesn't matter because it's not, even at a loss, it does not matter within an IRA or 401k. It's only your taxable brokerage accounts, trust accounts, stuff like that. Okay, and those inside those taxable brokerage accounts, you were telling me that there's a mutual fund bomb yes. hanging out there. So here's the bomb: if the market keeps, if market just runs flat the rest of the year, um, the problem is, is the mutual funds had heavy redemptions in the first part of the year. 
they sold a lot of their stock that the mutual funds actually own within the within the mutual funds. And at the end of this year, the mutual fund will not sit on the gains over the last five years. They're going to distribute that to every shareholder proportionately at the end of this year. So you may have a terrible year in the market. Let's say you don't sell. You have a terrible year in the market and you look at your one mutual fund and you're down 22%. You're like, man, what happened? Should have sold it. And at the end of the year, it's going to distribute a capital gain to you that you pay tax on. So so again, if I have a, a brokerage account, I've got mutual funds in there. Mm-hmm. If they were one of these that, that sold a bunch of stuff, they're going to send me a check? They're not going to send you a check. They're going to do a distribution. So it's just going to be reinvested right Re- back in Okay, it's going to be to reinvested. Yeah, I mean, you, could, okay. you have the option to do cash, to cash out or reinvest, yeah. but the bulk of people reinvest. And I'm sure they're going to send us a note that says that. Somewhere right before Christmas, they say, hey, here's the projections for the year. And they they give you, you know, 20 cents a share, 50 cents a share, whatever the numbers may be. So my holdings will increase. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> but the tax man will come in and say, you made money. Exactly. So let's say that it kicks off a $5,000 capital gain to you. That $5,000 capital gain, and here's where the gain or loss comes into play. If you sold stock earlier in the year and you took losses, again, that capital gain distribution is offset by the losses. But if you didn't do anything, the gain comes across and you pay tax on the full capital gain. Okay. So, so th- I think the moral of the story Be is prepared if you're sitting on mutual funds. <laughs> they're going to Look pass. at your portfolio yes. and see what you have. And if you are uh, inside uh, some mutual funds, maybe you want to call Jeff and say, exactly. you know, what – What's my, you know, what's, what's my tax liability well, on this? And are, what are our options going forward? Not necessarily that you, you definitely don't want to, in this market, panic sell by no means. If mm-hmm. you open a statement and look at it, um, it will scare you. I mean, it will honestly, it'll make you sit I get scared every day I, <laughs> I open up my app on my phone. Yeah, it'll but, make you sit down. Yeah, we're not um, supposed to really do that. I don't plan on cashing exactly. out for another 30 years. Exactly. So like in your- I said I said 20 years uh, last week, and you said, oh, Josh, I've seen your numbers. <laughs> you need a full 30. Maybe, maybe it's 35 after this last <laughs> week, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but again, don't panic sell. Um, that's the worst thing you could possibly do. If you really do start digging in, into your portfolio, do not panic sell. But I have mutual funds inside my IRA, my yes. my retirement uh, yes. account. I don't have to worry about no. this. Other than looking at that mutual fund to the big picture of the entire world and say, does it still fit my risk tolerance? Right. I, you, I if, look at my portfolio, but yeah. this, this mutual fund tax bomb that you're talking about. Is only in taxable accounts. Only for taxable so, accounts. Those are your brokerage accounts. Yeah. Those are the ones. So that, in your IRA, it may do a capital gain distribution, but you could care less because it's just adding to the kitty. I mean, that's a plus to you. Yeah. Um, but in your taxable brokerage accounts, that there's a 1099 created, the 1099 will kick off and you will pay tax on that. So uh, reiterate this, uh, contributing to my IRA, contributing to my Roth, I've got a couple things going on in, inside mm-hmm. my retirement account. Uh, that can only be made through a paycheck. So your, your 401k yeah. that you have employer-sponsored 401k is basically only through payroll deduction. So yes. each time you get paid, you get to allocate money towards it. Gotcha. I can't take take you know I got a windfall of ten grand. I can't take that and put it directly no. into that four hundred one k. So so most people will go. Ooh, I underfunded my four hundred one k in September October. Some employers will allow you to up the ante in a sense or for up the next your, two yeah, or three for months. the next two or three months to max it out. But the, or maybe the, there's bonuses right. that are paid to you or something, and you could work that out. But, but here's the issue. If I've maxed out my, my 401K, which I haven't, or I have a bunch of dollars from, you know, some, uh, an inheritance yeah. or, yeah. you know, uh, Christmas, mom and dad were, were generous. They want to they wanna see us enjoy the money. I can't put it in that 401K. No. I have to create something different. You could create an IRA. If, and again, there's a whole set of rules as to who can and who can't do this, whether you get the deductibility. Everybody can do an IRA. The question comes down to, is it deductible or not deductible? Or is it partial, where you get maybe half of it you get to take, so you put six grand in, maybe three is deduction, which reduces your taxable income. The other three is non-deductible. It does nothing to your return. So... That's the other side of the equation. If you've maxed out your 401ks, 
Um, another uh, avenue to run down is what's referenced in the IRS. I shouldn't say that. Congress and the Senate have brought this up multiple times, and it's never passed, to defeat what's called a backdoor Roth, which means if you've already maxed out your 401ks, you can't do anything pre-tax, you literally could take money and put it into a non-deductible IRA and literally convert it to a Roth two days later. Yeah. There's not a taxable event because you put 6000 in and you converted 6000 Did they – now? Uh, some buddies were talking to me about backdoor Roths, and uh, I thought that they had uh, put the kibosh on that. They tried, but they it tried. never passed. It that's, never that's, passed. That's buried in Build Back Better. Oh, so okay. So I'm paid. telling them, oh, no, they put they canceled that. <laughs> well, no. Still out there. They As, never passed that bill, yeah. so it's still it's hanging still out there. there. So all yeah. the talk that we did about that – just throw it out the window. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll circle back around it, again. It's very well. It's it's a, a hot topic um, because they're saying that the wealthy use it to their advantage. So it's a true hot topic, whether it's Democrat or Republicans are both coming after it. They've yeah. come after it multiple times. It's just whatever was tied to that package at the same time couldn't get through. Unless they come up with uh, Build Back Better 2.0 or just yeah. decide or to do this yeah, yeah. on its own. Yeah. You know, the whole package didn't pass, so they started trying to pass little. They chopped Build Back Better up up in little pieces, and they've, like, the Ukraine bill slid a bunch of stuff through. But that backdoor uh, Roth, it's still Still there. Still there. Okay. (laughs) I'll call those guys up and tell them all about it. That's right. Uh, And then uh, one other thing. Like I was saying, you know, maybe I got a windfall from uh, death in the family, or maybe uh, Grandma and Grandpa were very generous and want to see me. Spend the money yes. and my inheritance. Buy in Maseratis. Yeah, just get it. <laughs> uh, I want to take ten grand and I want to put it somewhere that uh, you know has a good rate of return, but it's very safe. We were talking about <laughs> I bonds, yes, a couple of weeks ago, and guess what? I'm watching Good Morning America this week, and guess yeah. what? The lady on there said was a, was a great idea. Yes. For an investment strategy, I bonds. Yes. So you can, you're limited to ten thousand dollars per person per year. Um, the only way you can do and I think it's uh, a, married filing jointly. Yes, ten so ten thousand for me. Yep, ten thousand for your wife. Okay, twenty thousand total. Um, if you're single, you get ten. I believe it's uh, eight six eight point six two, but the quarterly that is calculated by the Treasury Department, um, and it's and so inflation is here for a while. Unfortunately, the odds are inflation will step up more as we go throughout the rest of this year and twenty twenty three. So the odds on the I-bonds going up in value is probably pretty good. But here's the thing. You have to hold that I-bond from the day you buy it 12 months later. So the day I buy it, uh, and last I checked, it was uh, somewhere in 9% rate of return. Yeah, it's 9.62, I believe. I buy it January 25th or June 25th. Uh Um, I'm locked into that 9%. Exactly. uh, Rate of return. Until 12 months. And 12 months in a day, I can sell it. Yes, and I get that. And you're entitled to the interest that it Or earned. I can ask for the money back. Yeah. I get that 9% on top of that. But if, say, in March you came along and said, hey, I need my money for whatever reason, you're not going to get anything. Right. So that's the big, from a holding period. I don't get under, anything. Nothing. So look at it in their 12-month hold. Yeah. So when we say, we sit down with Jeff Zufall at Capital Advisory Group, and he says, what do you have mm-hmm. how much do you feel safe and comfortable yep. with uh, having in a, a, a cash account that you can go and access uh, you lay down uh, on your pillow at night and you say you know what if the AC goes out I want to make sure I got 10 grand in the exactly. bank exactly uh, but what do you do with the rest that's and I bonds would be one of and them an I bond is a, is a good <clears throat> if you don't need it within the next year you're good parking it's in great. an I bond it's making yep. you much more money than it is exactly in your in your checking account and the I bonds could be in to a small degree an offset to your bond holdings within your portfolio there I mean there are bonds just a little bit different breed in a sense um, so a corporate bond today a real corporate bond mutual fund that's a basket of bonds all tossed in there Different maturity dates, different interest rate payments, and so on. You're probably down about 15% for the year, and that's a bond. That's supposed to be safe and secure, and everything's great. But everything got hit straight across the board when they started raising rates. The I-bonds, basically, you can't put them in a brokerage account. Again, that's direct with the federal government. I So I don't order – I don't call you and say, Jeff, put my money in I-bonds. No. I've got to put this you in directly. Have to go, I have to work yep. with the federal government. Yeah, 
basically go online, open an account, move money. Look, that's fine. It's easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an easy process. That's fine. Um, they hold the bonds, so the good old days of them sending, if people remember the EE bonds that you got on your birthdays and Christmas and yeah. stuff like that, they don't send those anymore. They're all held by the Treasury Department online. Um, and if you need your money, you just go online and request, redeem it and have the money sent to you. It. Uh, so that's the thing. It's it's you're capped at ten grand a person, yeah. so that rich people can't just dump a hundred thousand oh, sure. dollars in there. Dump a lot more than a hundred at a nine point six two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a pretty good rate of it's return. A good rate of return, and it's a very safe. If you don't need it within so, a year, it's so a pretty the joke safe is place. is it's backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. Now a lot of people laugh at that. Other people would go, ooh, <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, I would. For at least a year, I think I might try it out. Oh, yeah. And, see what and, and again, inflation is because these are inflation-protected bonds. So literally they are tied the to the inflation why, rate. That's why they're so high. Why the percentage is so high right now is yeah. because inflation is up so yeah. much. Four years ago, they were your every day you get 3 4%. Yeah. You know, you'd be like nothing special. Bond. You're like, eh, you know, nothing spectacular. But you had to deal with the feds because you had to open the account. You had to send the money. You had to redeem them. But at nine six, that's not shabby. Look, uh, let's just say I put ten grand in there, and uh, a year and a day later, I take it out. I got nine hundred sixty bucks. Nine hundred sixty bucks yeah. get paid to me, and then when it comes tax time, that's that's interest income. You pay tax on it. Which so I pay tax uh, capital gains tax. I nope, pay just just interest just regular. Income. Yeah, and I've told the people I'm not I'm not uh, too shy to say this. Uh, we were at a twenty four percent tax rate. So uh, $960 uh, minus 24%. $230 for I'm walking away with 700 700 bucks. It's in your pocket. After taxes. Yep. All right. Not a bad idea. Not at all. Um, And that's that's your bond alternative. Now, the planning technique for this is down the road. And I don't know when this may be. Two years? Five years? Eight years? When inflation starts to back down. You've got a crossover point, which means the interest rate that they're paying, that 9.6 that they're paying today, if inflation gets under control, and ha, 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 that's kind of (laughs) may take a long time for it to happen. When that rate comes back down, there's a crossover point where the market then offsets. And I say the market as a bond or maybe an ultra short bond or something of that effect pays a better rate. That's when you would sell out and move back. Right. So So, uh, next year at this time, uh, I've done my full year i got my 960 bucks uh after taxes it's somewhere around 700 bucks uh in my pocket i can choose to reinvest just leave it there or leave it, it there let it roll but for another year what a year from now what's the rate at yeah. i don't know I, I exactly we don't know but i don't think with a 8.6 percent inflation factor um each month it creeps up by a quarter point the Fed is very, very, very aggressive right now in raising rates. They were I actually probably too, they spoke a little too aggressive. Um, they've toned it down just a touch. Um, but each time, each quarter that they meet, they're going to or by by monthly times that they meet, they will probably raise rates four to five more times in 2022, which means that could go over 10 percent because wow. it's tied to the inflation factor. Wow. Um, uh, try to get 10% somewhere on the open market. Ex- it that doesn't, doesn't exist. That doesn't have any well, risk. Well, it's involved. got a lot of risk associated yeah. with it. Uh, hypothetically, the more risk you assume, the greater that rate of return. But sure. they really don't go hand in hand all the time. Yep. So, so you could assume risk and just get hammered. So uh, Again, look it up. Go out and look yeah. it up. Um, Jeff can't mm-hmm. buy it for you. you got to no. buy it from the federal government. Exactly. But, but it's, a, it's your bond alternative right now. And to it's lean only it. like this because of inflation. inflation so if you're it. wondering, well, how come I haven't heard of this before? Because inflation has inflation never been Inflation has, in 40 years, it's never been this high. So, so uh, check that out, I-Bonds. Uh, we're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to business owners directly and tell them some uh, things that they might want to keep in their back pocket yes. going <laughs> forward. But uh, I want to mention this. If you are a business owner, myerctoday.com, myerctoday.com, the employee retention credit. Did you retain employees through the pandemic? Yes, through 2020 and 2021. If you did, the government wants to reward you Yes, and give you, I said a kickback and you said there's a better term. That's a better term. <laughs> 
There's a better term for it. They want it's to rewarded. reward you with a, a, a credit. Yes. Just to say thank you for not firing your employees yeah. and putting them on the unemployment rolls where the government would have to pay for them. Yeah. Uh, so business employ, uh, employers who kept employees throughout the pandemic, go on to myerctoday.com, get your information. Um, they'll ask you for certain forms. Oh, yeah. But there's, as a business owner, you have them. You have them, 940s, 941s, um, payroll reports, so on and so forth, just to see what's out there. And, again, there is, I'll say, it's not like, oh, limited time, only do it today. There is a limit on this. I mean, they've allocated, I don't know how many billions of dollars from the federal government. But once the money this. runs out, once it's, it's gone. Once it's gone, it's gone. So, so it's it's not a loan. It's not the EDIL. It's not a PPP loan. This is basically off by itself. It's like the third leg of the COVID scenario. We had um, PPP came out, EDIL came out, and now you have this. And, and basically, again, it's just a, a, a a credit, employee <laughs> retention credit for keeping people off unemployment. Yes. Thanks for keeping people Keep working. employed, exactly. Throughout the pandemic, yeah. you've helped us, we'll help you. Exactly. Uh, and just, gosh, uh, the federal government will help you. Yeah. Normally <laughs> when you hear that, you run. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but in this case, run to your computer. Yes, Go but- to myerctoday.com. Mm-hmm. You're a business owner. Plug in your information and see what's out there for you. Yes. Eight worst words in the dictionary. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, go out there, check and see. It's it's a fund that's sitting yes. out there. When the money runs out, the when money it runs, runs out, out. It runs out. But you kept employees on payroll. Yeah. So you deserve this just as much yeah. as anybody else. Uh, we're going to go to a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more to some business owners and the mileage deduction yes. has gone up a, a inflation. little bit. Infla- <laughs> in, inflation strikes again. Will permeate every single topic yes. that we talk yes. about for the next, I don't know. Well, for a while, for unfortunately. A while, we'll just say that. <laughs> it is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. If you have any questions about anything and you say, well, I want to do this myerctoday.com thing, uh, Jeff, can you walk me through it? Sure. Yes. 636. Yes, we can. Three nine four five five two four. If you're a business owner and you need help, and you say, you know, look, I'm bleeding money every month. Yes. Uh, I want to maximize my profits. This and that. That's one of your specialties. Yes, it is. Uh, you guys will look at uh, the numbers and just say you're you're bleeding money here. Uh, you can make a little bit more money over here. You can keep more of what's yours. Yes. That's the name of the show. That's what we do every weekend. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall, Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524. This is Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Welcome back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. We're talking taxes on a a beautiful weekend, and we're talking ways to keep some more of your money. Yes. Yes. And the idea is that the, the federal government wants you to pay your fair share but if we don't do anything, if we, you know, let things slide, we'll oh, you know, I'll yeah. just fill this form out. And yeah, I'll worry about it later. I'll and, worry about it later. Yeah. I'll let the government just tell me how much uh, I owe them. <laughs> then you're probably going to be paying more than more than what you should. More than what you should. And the government writes the, the tax code. The IRS enforces it. There are things written inside the tax code specifically to yes. benefit us. Yes. That and, you just have to follow. That's it. And if we don't take advantage of it, then we're paying more taxes than what we should. Exactly. Yeah. And the idea, how do we access these parts of the tax code? Well, number one, you can read the tax code and try to <laughs> interpret it yourself. Or you can have somebody on your side, Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524 to interpret the tax code for yes, you. And guide you through it. Guide you through it, implement it based on your situation. Um, you know, I hate to say snowflake has a terrible yes. connotation. <laughs> it does. Days. It does. But you know, that's the, what it is. The political people yeah. have, have jumped on it. But my tax situation is a is a snowflake. Yes. Different it's, from everybody else. It's different from everybody else. So maybe I could use certain parts of the tax code that exactly. other people can't they and can't. vice versa. Yeah. You know, maybe a small business owner. Can utilize a part of a tax code that I'm not allowed. There's a lot of advantages to be a small business owner, honestly, because there's a ton of tax, um, I'll say, laws that are put in play for a small business owner, direct. Yeah, and, so. and a lot of people 
who are running small businesses are probably really fo- – I mean, uh, I've said this before. You run a flower shop, okay? Yeah. You know yeah, how I to do. grow yeah. beautiful lilies, but you know nothing about keeping the, books. Yeah, the taxation side of it. How do you do You know your inventories and your ledgers and – how to file a 940, 941. There's a ton of stuff out there that you go, ooh, I don't know how to do it. You want to you want to open up a flower shop and because you know everything about flowers and you think it's a good idea, but then you know uh, you've got rent and you've got yes. uh, taxes and you've got payroll and you've got all of this stuff. Yeah, uh, it's it's not for you to do. It, yeah. You know, it's it's a different bone. One of, one of the other concepts is. There's, there's stuff every day that has to di- take place, and the concept is for you to focus on your business, have someone else do the stuff. Yeah. It's that easy. And Jeff can do that stuff yes. <laughs> for you. You can open up a very successful floral shop yep. and just have Jeff doing the stuff on the back end. Uh, and that's, frankly, frankly, that's the stuff we didn't want to do anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why you exist. Yeah. 636-394-5524. We mentioned the com. If you're a business owner and you kept employees throughout the pandemic, the government wants to give you a credit. Yes. Employee retention credit. Go to com. Fill out your information and see what's out there for you. There's a ton. You know, and it's probably based on how many employees you kept. Yeah, how many employers, uh, employees, how much you paid them. Um, you know, and there are some, I think it cut off in September of 2021, and it started in March of 20. Because okay. that's really when COVID that's hit, when was the, March of 20, when the world came to a screeching right. halt. Uh, when everybody decided that they could be uh, an investment guru. Yeah, and sit at home and, <laughs> and, and buy a bunch of Tesla stock. Um, business owners, the IRS has increased the mileage deduction. These are people driving around in their cars, yes. taking tax deductions for mileage. So if you don't write off your vehicle 100%, but you use it for business purposes. So. The example is everybody's got to uh, supply their own way to and from the office every day, hypothetically. Um, but if you're working from home and you say, hey, like today I got to drive out to KTRS to do the show, and then I got to go see somebody on my way back, and then I'm going back to the office. So under that setup is when I leave the office to KTRS to the client's house back to the office, I get to deduct that. And I bet a lot of sales guys out there. Tons of sales guys that use their own vehicle. That pound um, the pavement, yeah. drive all over you get town. To do this. Now, this is where the, the accurate books and records come into play. Um, a lot of people we see go, oh, I think I drove about 1,000 miles. It's not I think. It's you either did or you didn't. <laughs> yeah. And you need accurate records because the IRS says that this should be in ledger format. So that if they said, hey, where, who'd you see on this day? You can't just do like a line item. Oh, I yeah. drove 10,000 miles. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, so we'll prove but, it. So it's going to get even more trickier for this year. And we had to, uh, I guess that was uh, to, to 2008 or nine. I think they did this also, where there, it's split mid through the year, midway through the year. So the old rate applies for 2022 from January 1 to June 30th. The new rate applies from July 1 to December 31st. So the increase, you have to keep two sets for six months of the year and the second six months of the year. So for the first six months, I'm keeping a ledger at, you know, uh, X. Uh, 58 and a half cents is what 58 and a half cents. Is. And then um, for the next six months, I'm keeping a ledger, a record of where I went uh, while on business. It's 62 and a half To write up 62 and a half cents. Yeah. And you have to keep accurate records. Accurate records, because if you get called out by the IRS and you are a small business owner or self-employed and you do the mileage deduction, the first thing they're going to say is, prove it. Prove it. And there are <laughs> there are apps out there. There are computer programs oh, yeah. that will do this for you. We use, uh, just we've had good luck with it, MileIQ. Uh, MileIQ runs on your your cell phone. You set it up. You press a button. You're off to the races. It takes care of it from there. It literally will track everywhere you go. Um, and at the end of the day, you left swipe for personal use, right swipe for business use. Um, and, it's, and it's somewhat, I say, intuitive. Um, it knows places. It knows uh, KTRS. It knows where you live. <laughs> it knows wh- right. what home is. It knows where KTS is. It knows where your office is. And literally, it will start to put all this stuff together for you as you go forward. And the idea here with Keep What's Yours, it was the book that you wrote. 
Uh, it's the show that we do every weekend. If you uh, keeping a ledger of my travel yes. is uh, for fifty eight cents a mile, uh, it's not it's not worth it to me. Well, you're leaving money on the table. You're leaving a ton on the table. A ton if, of money. Even on the if table. you only drive every so often, so it's worth it's you worth could taking be that keeping deduction. more of your money. Yes, it's built into the tax code. It's there for the taking. Yes, if there. you don't take it, then you're yeah. paying more in taxes than what yes. you should. Because it, it amounts to a lot more than what you think it does on an annual basis. Just try it for the next six months. Yeah. And you'll, uh, you'll be amazed. And you'll be amazed. <laughs> but you got to keep records, accurate records on where you're going, who you're going to see, what the mileage is. Most people go, oh, well, I drive from here to there, and it's seven miles one way. Okay. But that's that's you need what, with days, times, so on and so forth. Right. But, again, the IRS just wants a ledger. They used to have the, in the good old days. They had the uh, prior to the apps on your phone. They had a mileage log, which is a book and a pen that you kept in your car at all times. Oh, yeah. Every time you got in, you wrote down the date, the odometer reading, and who you were going to see. And when you were done, you did the same thing. Odometer reading and where we you have were that going. in the station vehicle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it the old fashioned way. But yep. so many different people drive it. Exactly. You can't have one app for one app for every people jumping in it and taking yeah. off. But again, at the end of the day, uh, KTRS gets called out to say, hey, yes, this is 100% business use. They still want a mileage log for it, though. Yeah. But a lot of people blow that off like, ah, I'm just going to take the deduction. You can't. Well, so. uh, and when you give the IRS a ledger and, you know, maybe you use one of these um, apps or, or whatever, will the IRS look at that and say, okay, well, it looks like you kept good records. Yes, uh, and then just not really, you know, if somebody came to me and said, these are my records, I'm not going to lie to them and go, hmm, they may spot check. I'll give you yeah. the benefit of the doubt. This yeah. looks pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, and they may spot check. Like you They'll said, spot check, do the math real quick to make sure you go, Ooh, okay. It adds up to, you know, 12 miles. Like you said, it did. Then they'll leave you alone. But if you show up and go, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I drove 20,000 yeah. miles this year. Yeah, that's what I did. I drove you know, that. You have to prove it. You get have in the to app. have records. The yes. app will make your life so much simpler. And yes. you're going to get paid a little bit more for the next six months. Exactly. It's it's just it has to be two sets of numbers, first six months, second six months. Um, and I think Mile IQ and different stuff like that, I haven't seen anything that they're doing, but they will keep tabs on it. And at the end of the year, they will. you can print a report that says, hey, you drove this many miles. Um X was personal use. X was business use. Boom, it's that easy. Another example of things that are written into the tax code that we are just supposed to know how to do on our own. Yeah, and go, <laughs> oh, yeah, hey. But they're out there, and they benefit us, and yes. they were written in there to benefit us. Exactly. Uh, you had mentioned uh, lunch, business yes. lunches. So for this year, 2022 is the ending, if you want to call it, not ending, but the last year of 100% meal deduction. So basically in the past, you got 50%. Um, and again, going to McDonald's doesn't constitute the, the actual meal has to be a place that you go that it is prepared for you on site. Um, has to be a business lunch. Has to be a business, a bona fide business lunch. Um, and it cannot be excessive. Um, so you can't go buy, you know, $2,000 bottles of wine and say, hey, look what we're doing, you know, yeah, and we're it's this you off. and your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but what you do need to understand is, let's say, and, and the example would be, let's say you and I go to the baseball game, um, and I buy a box because we don't want to sit in the, the you know, cheap seats. Yeah, I um, don't want to sit in the sun. Yeah, so we buy a box, <laughs> um, and then we have food and drink there, and everything's great, great time. At the end of the year, on my tax return, I cannot write off that box because that's client entertainment. But I can write off everything we drank and ate that night. The food and drink. Food okay. and drink. Can All I right. get 100% of it? Yeah. So that's where a lot of people, you know, like if you bought baseball tickets, and it might be extreme. But if you bought baseball tickets for a client and then you went and had a couple of beers, um, hot dogs, and you talked to business. So it's got to be a bona fide business meeting. Um you could write off the food and the hot dogs and all that fun stuff, but you cannot write off the tickets that you purchase. Well, let me know when this all-you-can-eat-and-drink baseball game is, <laughs> and I will come and crash it. We can talk business. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking about driving around while mm -hmm. I have you, um, the 
the Biden administration gas tax holiday for three months. Yes, we'll see what happens here. But uh, uh, the federal uh, gas tax is what? 18, I think it's 18 and a half cents. Um, and so that's on that's on uh, vehicles are, you know, gas you put in your car. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that's out there is the diesel, which is 22 and a half cents, 24 and a half cents. Uh, 24.4 cents. So that's where the truckers are feeling this a hundred times more than us. Um, but they're going to back down 24.4 cents on diesel fuel and 18.4 cents on gas. But um, these, these are taxes uh, that go to fund infrastructure. Exactly. So the, these aren't just, well, you know, the question of the day and it's a three month. If you took that money away, what, what goes in that kitty to help roads? Um, and half right. the roads we drive on today are a joke. Um, right. You know, and then whether that's federal or not, I mean, you know, 70, and, and I 70 saw, across Missouri is one thing, 70 right. across Kansas is another. <laughs> so I saw uh, that if you broke this down, if you drive a minivan, uh, 18 and a half cents per gallon federal tax. I mean, you fill up once a week. You're saving three bucks a week. Exactly. It's it. So there's. Uh, I'll say old political leaders. Um, we won't name any names. Who literally came out and said it's a joke. It looks good. It's a good PR move, but it really doesn't do anything. At number the end one, of the it day. takes money out of the infrastructure, yes, and number that's, two, that's the issue. I'm I'm not really saving that much. No, you know, I mean, every everything counts these days, Jeff. Exactly. But when I break it down to three bucks a week, yeah. You know, really, I think I would rather be responsible and have that paid into that system so that so that we could fix, fix our roads. Right. Yeah. And I heard someone, uh, a Democratic politician, mm-hmm. say it's easy to take a tax away. Yeah. It's a lot harder to put it back, back in. in. Exactly. So, you know, messing with this could uh, be I, I, I mean, fuel prices are insane. And again, not, it, but they're not they're not at the place. They, they're not five dollars a gallon. Because of the federal gas tax. Yeah, no, by no you means. You know, that's other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we won't even a, touch that. We won't that. go there. That's about a week's worth of shows. So <laughs> Right. Uh, in the state of Missouri, we have some of the lowest gas taxes. Yes. And they just uh, started raising them, uh, what, a year, year and a half ago? Yeah, 19 and a half, where I think we're still uh, four or seventh on the yeah. list of lowest. And again, so there's the other, which is the other, this will really confuse people. This is the federal gas tax holiday. Then there is the state gas tax rebate where you keep tabs on every time that you fill your car up, and I believe it's two and a half cents a gallon because that's what this year's increase in the, the, the gas tax was. And in September, you turn your little ledger sheet in, and you'll get whatever that two and a half cents a gallon calculation is. So we, we, we just talked about people, business owners, salespeople, writing their mileage down yes, so that they can get a deduction. Me as a as a citizen of the great state of Missouri, uh, in my private life, I'm filling up my own car. I'm yes. driving to wherever I want. I can you can get a create two, a ledger. Yeah, I think it's a two and a half cent a gallon credit for the increase in the gas tax. But we've done it the calcs for many a people, knowing what they drive on average on a personal, not a business, but a personal use. The mathematics don't come out. It's not. I mean, it's fourteen, fifteen bucks in a year. Yeah. So it's a spreadsheet that has to be t- – you have to keep the yeah. receipt. What's it worth to you? Yeah, you have to uh, write your odometer reading down, the VIN number. You have to fill this whole form out. Um, if 18-cent federal gas uh, holiday only means 3 bucks a week to me. That's <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> the same for the state. What's it, 2 cents? 2 cents. Now, if you really drive a lot to me. or if you live way out and you're driving in to St. Louis you know, or you know, wherever you're going – if you're driving a lot, yeah, you could you might get seventy five, a hundred bucks at the end of the year it might be worth it to you. Yeah. But the average person that we played with wasn't even worth trying to keep the ledgers and go through the steps that they want. It'd be different if it was all digital online somehow, but it's not. It's kind of a manual spreadsheet yeah. if you want to call it that. So uh, again, it's it's written in there to help us, but that yeah. might be one that's exactly a little, yeah. little too much. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah, not worth the while. Yeah. Uh, let's go to commercial break. And when we come back, I want to remind everybody uh, before we go, myerctoday.com, employee retention credit. The federal government's got a kitty out there, big pool of money. Oh, yeah. They want to give a credit to any employers 
who kept people on. Kept people on the payroll throughout the pandemic. You know, it starts in March of 20, uh, goes through September of 21. Did you have employees on the payroll? Were you able to keep them and, and keep them off of yes. unemployment? Unemployment is the concept. The government wants to give you a little bit of money. So go out to my ERC today, enter your information, myERCtoday.com. Put your information in and see what's out there from the federal government. Coming back to you. It is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. We'll go to commercial break. Come back. Wrap up this show in just a moment. This is Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. Not a lot of time left, Jeff, but here's (laughs) something that we can remind everybody about. If you're a small business owner or if you're a contractor or if you're somebody that pays uh, quarterly, quarterly taxes, or you owe tax. Even if you're an individual and you owe, you owed tax last year, you should be making estimated payments going forward. Our June 15th was the second one for the year. We just passed that a couple, two weeks ago, basically. Um, there's still time to make it. The next one, it goes calendar, sort of calendar quarter. Um, so it'll be September 15th and January 15th. So if you owe tax last year and you owed more than $1,000 to the IRS, the concept is pay, prepay your taxes as you go forward. They will not hit you for underpayment penalties or failure to, to file proper estimated payments, so on and so forth. So, Just a friendly reminder, estimated yes. payments are due. Uh, one more time, myERCtoday.com. If you're a small business owner, if you're a business owner and you kept employees throughout the pandemic, myERCtoday.com. Go out there, put your info in, see what's owed to you, see what kind of credit the government is, yes. is wanting to give you for keeping people off the unemployment rolls. And look at your portfolio. Yep. We, we are That's six months thing. into the year. Yep, we're right there. <laughs> so it's now, it's time. You should be taking stock quarterly, frankly. It, uh, yeah, but at least worst case, if you have it, we're halfway through the year. Look to see where you're at. Find out where you're at and give Jeff a call. 636-394-5524. Jeff Sufall, Capital Advisory Group, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor. 636-394-5524. If you need some help, you need some assistance, you're a small business that wants Jeff to look over the books, he can help you, 636-394-5524. See you, Jeff. See you. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Sufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.